0: How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. The truth is, I am Iron Man. Wherever I go, he goes. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Mandalorian, season two, episode one, chapter nine. Today, I rewatched that last scene probably three times where it switches aspect ratios. That was so cool. I think that's IMAX, right? When it's super tall, like when it takes up the entire screen. I love when they do little things with the lore too. Like with, when they were holding up that crate Dragon Pearl, that was some Night Solar public. Luke, when did you watch the episode today? Did you come back and you were just done hunting and immediately watched it? <clears throat> yeah, I watched it last night before I went to bed. Why did you like it so much, dude? <laughs> I didn't think it was that great. I have some critiques for sure. Yeah, I think it was was good. It just felt like kind of what they were doing this entire show, but I thought this episode was better. If I compare the same style of episodes to season one, where it's just one-off random monster of the week, literally monster of the week episode, then this was so much better than the last Tatooine episode. It was so much better than the Villager one, I thought. But it doesn't do anything for the plot. They didn't expand anything on this, except for that Boba Fett came out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere. We all thought he there was a good chance that he could come back. Thought they were gonna pick up on some like Moff Gideon shit. And it's just kinda like this one off thing. Get the plot going. Number one episode, what's he up to? Last we seen he busted out with his fucking kick ass sword. So I thought we were gonna see some of him plotting or something, and it was just a little one off thing. But I guess you're right. Yeah, it is kind of in theme with a lot of what they did last season. It's true. That's how he's able to write these episodes. All right, what's the situation we can put these dudes in? Ties to the lore a little bit with Star Wars. Maybe adds one little breadcrumb of the story, which in this one, it was Boba Fett's alive. And maybe something else. Was there anything else that was probably, oh, they added this, what's his name? The Marshall character. He'll, He'll come back at some point. He's the next side character pickup. Added the crew. Speaking of, that boy picked up some side quests, man. He got Boba Fett's armor. What else do you do? We got missiles. He got Anakin's pod racer, that too. Or what looked like it. A right engine. You know how he had two engines? That's just one of the engines. <laughs> Dude, that was straight up it it was the same model, at least. The plates, the colors were a little bit different, but that had to be some sort of tie to that. He bought it off the whatever they're called, the Jawas. Little crackhead guys. Yeah. What were those little crystal things that he had? Crack. That's what I'm asking. Was it a drug? Like, was <laughs> this tied to our theory? Because best car, like, okay, that first, the first guy, he's like, best car value is only going up. Yeah, but what are they gonna do with armor? You don't give a fuck about armor. They want like droids and shit. Well, I'm saying the value of it. That it must have been no. a lot. That's, I was asking like, what are the? I not I missed what they were called. Did you hear what they were called? What type of crystals. Because it wasn't money. It was something else. I think. I don't think it was money. It was whatever they had been mining. Those the miners guys had been. Minor guys been snatching up that stuff. So the other reason why I really liked it too, it felt good to be watching Star Wars again. It's been a long time. There hasn't been anything new we've really watched lately besides the boys. So this felt like a continuation of a story we were already interested in. It was nice to jump back in that uni- that universe, and the music was so good again. And they tied Tatooine in in a way that it didn't feel repetitive. It actually explored a new part of Tatooine that I thought was interesting, and. I like that they added depth. They keep adding depth to these creatures that were basically side characters in the movies or actually even like the Tuscan Raiders have been used as sort of this villain, one-off plot moving character in, in two movies really. And they add more depth to them that they're just kind of just people that it totally makes sense why they'd be so hostile. The Tuscan Raiders are probably locals of this local humanoids of this planet. And then you have people coming and invading. And he spoke Tuscan. about was wondering. And then the only other time we've ever seen them really pop up in Star Wars is when Anakin slaughters all of them. And that actually gives more depth to that scene, too. I think that, damn, these are real people. They're not mindless creatures. They actually are probably some sort of human. I don't know if there's ever even been anything in lore that actually shows what's under them. And that's why it's interesting that they tie to the Mandalorians so well, because they both cover themselves up. It's It makes sense why they could have this connection between those two race, races or beliefs. Because I feel like the sand people are probably a belief. If, you, if we wanted to just walk up and be a sand person, you probably could if you were willing to learn their culture. Huskin Raider, yeah. Derog- derogatory term, probably. but all that stuff, Luke, for me, is cool. The, the writing oh, is whatever.: Oh dude. I didn't realize that when Obi-Wan scares off the Huskin Raiders, that was a crate dragon.: Yeah, he, used, he mimicked a crate dragon. That's a cool, deep cut. I didn't realize that. That's what I'm saying. No, it was like. Remember when he walks up and was waving his arms and shit? Yeah, hello there. Right after that is a good one. That's what I'm saying. What they keep tying back little things from the from the movies. That yeah, is a that's a cool tieback. Cool. That's pretty cool. There was other stuff like that too. That's why even like the pod racer thing I think is cool. R five was red. It was the same droid that blew up, and then Luke got R two D two instead. Those are cool tiebacks, I think. So fuel. So they're like what are, the, what are the crystals they use in lightsabers? Kyber. Oh yeah. You have to go to like a certain planet, I wanna say. In the old I don't know, in the new lore if that's how you get kyber crystals. They could have just left him for dead and grabbed his fucking little box of crystals and said, Go fuck yourself, dude, you know, and left him for dead. <laughs> <laughs> he had nothing he had nothing to offer them. You come up some dude dying in the desert, you're like, Thanks, bro. I'll see you later. He can't hurt you. I'm just saying. They're also traders, though. Maybe they knew Maybe they knew him before because he clearly has traded with them also because how did he get that pod racer thing? Probably from trading with Jawas. Yeah, but it seems like he was a long fucking ways from home. All they had to do was just take his crystals and say, go fuck yourself, guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. They tried that on the Mandalorian already, too, didn't they? Good point. That is. That's a good point. Writing, I don't know if I think the writing is anything special. Jon Favreau's writing, bro. Like, it's just a lot of nostalgia and it's fun. There's so many great Baby Yoda shots. It's a very visual show that, and it's Star Wars, so I like it, of course. But Mm -hmm. yeah, stuff you're saying. This is all, and this this is sort of a story we've already seen them do. I just thought it was better this time and it was fine because it was like the first episode and I just wanted more fucking Star Wars. And it was fun. It was a fun episode any character that I fucking thought was horrible right there's not a uh, that bounty hunter dude those idiot guy villagers the blue fuck like there wasn't anything like that in this episode that annoyed me constantly that I think that helps too really honestly I can't remember her name Amy Sedaris I don't know her character's name that she was in it for 20 seconds didn't even care yeah did think that dialogue was a little cheesy. Oh, that's what I'm saying. The writing, bro. She was not a good. Maybe it was the writing, or maybe she just wasn't a good actor. Oh, I can take you to Miles Eisley. Like it totally <laughs> felt like a video game. You know, it felt like a video game. Like he's walking up to her, and she just says like the most like NPC, bro. She's a yeah, NPC total NPC dialogue. And here's Miles Eisley. This is where you need to go. Oh, okay. great. Right. And walks away. You know, it's like what the fuck? Dude, I played this- RuneScape or some shit. This show feels like a video game to me. That's <laughs> totally, dude, to because it. it's like, this is a side mission right now. He does mm-hmm. his little side mission, gets his fucking reward. Got a bonus armor that he can trade or he can use leverage. Maybe he's thinking he could use it to, because we know that the Mandalorians, like Roland packs. so he's thinking maybe if he goes up to a new Mandalorian clan, he has armor to offer or something. Maybe that is what he's thinking. But that's not Beskar, is it? That's what I didn't think it was, but I, I assume no. this is confirming that this is Beskar armor, right? Cause, nah, just because it's a fucking, it's Mandalorian. That's why but, he regarded it so highly. So, but what I, okay, so I'm thinking that that's a good point that it's in the culture. But the thing is, Boba Fett wasn't really a Mandalorian. Like, he didn't follow the culture like that. But I, what I'm thinking is that they are basically saying that it actually is real. Mandalorian Beskar steel was, right. I don't. That's what kind of what I'm thinking. What? And the fact, the fact that it survived a Sarlacc pit too means it must be tough. Same as the style that he survived the crate dragon inside of it. Like that shit must be tough. That's the only thing I can think of. I just thought he Pinocchioed that shit. He did Pinocchio that shit, hundred percent. That's funny. I wrote that down in my notes, Pinocchio. <laughs> no <shit. laughs> What's that dude from the fucking Bible? Jonah. Yeah, he jonahed that shit, dog. That part too was very, uh, I'm just like, bro, you, your best idea is just let yourself get eaten. Come on, guy. I know, dude. Jet out. Like, you let it get eaten. You zip out. You know what I mean? Like, what if he's. They could have done some scene where he's flashing by those things' teeth and he fits through it somehow. And then he hits the button. Dude, he did it because it was so fucking cool. Trying to kill himself, bro. That's what he's doing. They did it because it was cool. He knew it was going to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good armor, but. Fucking <laughs> got a lot of holes through it. Also, this thing, like, clearly has acid. It's spitting acid at people, so what is inside of his body? But at the same time, he could be, like, jet-packed, like, floating inside him, you know? It goes down, but it's continuing down, and he's floating in the—I don't know, and there's no side hitting him. Would that be really fucking technical flying, you know what I'm saying? This is this exact situation in this episode that I wanted to talk to y'all about, because— what the fuck? That's ridiculous, you know? This guy ain't a Jedi. Yeah, that was, rid- you're right, Zach. That's some Jedi shit. Pinocchio, the Pinocchio shit. Yeah. Boba Fett did it. Boba Fett's alive. He must have done it in the Sarlacc. The Sarlacc feels more believable, though, because you fall into it and then you, you can know just- it's, yeah. Yeah. And you know it's canon that you die. It doesn't kill you at the beginning, it's a very slow digestion. Like your body is rotting forever. Yeah. So, bro, but Drax is, he's got abilities. This is a guy with armor. <laughs> Drax is fine. I almost, that's whatever, you know, I believe that's believable. That's, uh, you know, a little bit more, okay, okay. It's more believable than this. This is a dude. This is like if me and you ran in with some armor and just let ourselves get eaten by this force that's flying down on you. <laughs> and his jet pack, totally fine. No issue flying out of that. Yeah, so that's why I was saying this entire episode. I've been like, "Yeah, Luke, I agree with you. It was, it's, it's fun, Star Wars, man. But what, dude? That ending was." Yeah, it's just kind of like mm. he's got some uh, Beskar plot armor. Is what we're talking here, <laughs> <laughs> dude? Okay, some of that Beskar uh, plot armor. He must be force sensitive. If he's not. He has to be. So I'm saying Darksaber. That's my new prediction. Darksaber or the Mandalorian. Re- listeners can't see it, but I'm just shaking my head. That's possible. that's possible. Baby Yoda didn't know what was going on, man. He was up on the top of the hill just, like, looking all big-eyed, like, crazy ass. There's a lot of good Baby Yoda shots this episode. Little buddy. I wonder what they're going to do with his storyline, though. I almost feel... I don't want really them to reveal anything about it. No one really wants to know where Yoda comes from. It's better if yeah. it's mystery. It's kind of more mysterious and better and cool that way. I don't want Di- I don't want Disney to tell me where he comes from. <laughs> I want like I don't even know if I want George Lucas to tell me where he comes from because his idea is probably going to be fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, his his idea was I'm never going to tell it. Exactly, perfect. Okay, he did a good thing there. Cool. He has some good ideas. Got to give him. We got to give him credit. Imagine pitching Star Wars as a movie. The idea of it ridiculous, yeah. So we gotta give him his credit. (laughs) All right, think about it. For these guys, they're just sensitive and this mystical shit, and they run around with big glowing dildos, slapping it at each other. It's awesome. You'll love it. (laughs) (laughs) And there's sand and space and a Nazi, like Nazi-looking dude. Sand, space, and lots of fucking Nazis. Space Nazis. And one fine-ass female. Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 1, Chapter 9. Rank it 1 to 100. All right, I rank it at 80. The reason I rank it at 80 is because... It was good enough. There was a lot of action. It was fun seeing the big-ass fight scene at the end, but at the same time, it didn't do it for me. All these characters in this entire town that you're watching get slaughtered. I don't give a fuck about this town. This doesn't <laughs> play into the bigger plot. I wanted to see if Big Dog Moff with his fat sword. I wanted a little tickle my ball telling me what's going to happen next, but I didn't get that, and we just got another side mission. This is pretty much a video game. We're getting video game type of dialogue, or we're getting a whole video game side mission. So I vote this at 80, B minus. Damn, 80 seems kind of high for everything you just said. B minus means that it's good, it passed, it's fine, Star Wars, it's fun. But, okay, Ross, I'll elaborate a little more. Okay, Fair enough, yeah. It might seem high, but action is a big thing for me. If the action is good, it elevates everything for me. So the action pod kept the story moving, and the fight scene at the end was pretty fun to watch with just people getting disintegrated and stuff and them flying in their jetpacks, and that was pretty fun. So, yeah, that's why I rated it solid 80. Solid B minus. We've ranked other things less. Eighty's pretty good. Still. Okay, so you go. Sorry, Luke Ross. All right, I am going with the eighty-three. You said a B minus <laughs> two. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's a B minus, right? Eighty-three. Yeah. No, I, I was. You I, said the same thing as Luke. Okay, I'm I ready. I was just saying for everything that Luke was saying, it sounded like he said a lot of negative stuff about it for being an eighty. But we have a high standard, and. It, Every little thing is a knock of a point. Yeah, yeah. There, there was still good shit in this episode too, but it didn't further the bigger plot. Yeah, right, right. And that brings it down at least below to a eighty-five. Although it did, did introduce Boba Fett, which was significant, I believe. The overall lore. It also but- almost felt like they were pandering, though. Oh, we're gonna bring in Boba Fett. That just makes people be like, "Oh, Boba Fett, just another name." That's what it felt like to me. Nostalgia. Right. So Luke is thinking in the aspect of the story, this guy protecting this kid from the Empire didn't move that forward. In the scheme of it, nine episodes, we've had, what, four or five episodes that have maybe moved the plot? Four, I think. Maybe even not that. Three episodes that actually moved the plot with Baby Yoda forward is what Luke is saying is his main thing that dropped it down, right? Yeah. I want to know what the big baddie's doing. Got you. Is he a big daddy? Wait, what? (laughs) I I think so. so. Are you fucking with my brain right now, bro? I don't know. Is he just a side villain like we're talking about? Oh, is he a pawn, bro? Is he the first big boss that we're going to see eventually? Dude, that might be a factoid. Bro, I agree with you 100% that the show feels like a video game, which I'm okay with. I'll enjoy it. But I was saying, like, is he going to end up being the villain of this entire show? It kind of felt like it. How many seasons is it supposed to be? Infinite, four, maybe. Four. <laughs> infinite. <laughs> Zach's, like four. Zach's like four. like four. Ross is like infinite. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. He's, he's not even wrong, though. Both answers could be it. But we know it's going to go at least four. So they could do side quests, pick up the Boba Fett armor side quest mission. You could do that kind of stuff forever. Next episode, he gets another jet pack. Trying to build up. He's going to make his own Mandalorian core. Who knows? Could do something like that. Get some armor from Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's got to grow up eventually, though, right? Nah, dude. He, dude, he could grow up within 200 years. Who knows how old he is? 50, right? I don't think end game of the show, Baby Yoda's in the end game of the show. I think that he's going to eventually pass on Baby Yoda. Damn, that would be sad. Oh, they, they want to cash Bro. out Baby Yoda right now, though. Well, I'm thinking just from a story's perspective is that his lifestyle, <laughs> he's just always in a messed up situation. Maybe Yoda can't be there the entire time unless he settles down, which could be four seasons, four seasons. Good storytelling. Yeah, 100% four seasons. Especially with how slow the plot's going. Damn. Straight up. Takes like three, three side episodes before we get a plot episode. We're going to get like four spinoffs off this show. Book it now. I said this on November first, twenty twenty. Four spinoff shows: Baby Yoda spinoff, Cara Dune spinoff. No, Boba Fett spin-off. <laughs> no. no, I don't want a Cara Dune spinoff. I could just see it happening. Bubble Yet spinoff. Don't care either. <laughs> uh, fucking, I don't even know who else. But fuck that. Whatever. Ahsoka Yoda. spinoff. Yes, um, probably. Man, I'm <laughs> One thing I will say is I thought the first scene was pretty great. The only thing I didn't like about it in the gladiator fighting scene, they had these weird ass forest fields. No stakes in that fight. They were just fighting with this weird forest field shit and wasn't doing it for me. I was like, this is weird. I agree. I want a gladiator movie, the movie gladiator style shit where it actually shows them getting pierced and stuff, but yeah. you're dealing with those two runt idiot workers that you even saw in... Empire? No, 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 no. The Return of the Jedi. Those were the kind of guys that Jabba the Hutt was tossing down to get fed by a ranker. Fucking idiots. What is their species? I thought they were Ugnauts, but Ugnauts are from Empire nah, Strikes Nah. They're greener. Yeah. And bigger. Very orc-like. Yeah. Yeah, very orc-like for sure. Grunts, dude. Grunts. They needed to have them swinging and actually trying to kill people. I, that's a, That's a good point in that scene. I agree. I wanted to see a fist connect with somebody, some stakes. And he kept hyping it up. He's like, oh, you shouldn't be bringing a kid in a place like this. And I was like, to a glorified UFC fight? Like, what is this? Come on. It's not even a UFC fight. It's no, that. No, no. WWE. Yeah, WWE. They acting. Come on. Baby Yoda can watch this. Yeah, UFC, you get a flying knee at least. He gets some shit, dude. Those UFC fights, that shit's crazy. That's entertainment. but. The fight scene after that with Mandalorian and all the grunt people, whatever, the peons, that was sick. And that whole planet was pretty cool with the creatures. He must be running out of those rocket launchers on his arm. He's got to be close. He just keeps making more, I guess. Maybe, okay, he could make those or find more of those. True. Yeah. I thought the creature, that entire vibe of that planet was cool. Just how it's like abandoned and there's this random fucking gladiator pit. In the middle of it, yeah, you have to walk through all these hyenas to get to. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> hyenas, that's a good yeah. way to describe that. I agree with both you guys, though. The dialogue was pretty weak. NPC dialogue, for sure. A lot of the characters really didn't give a shit about. Even Cobb Vanth, he was all right. Baby Yoda and dinjarin they're the staples, for sure. They're always great. The action was good that did it for me as well like i really liked the action that's what made all the negatives seem not so bad was i was just more focused on the action and i don't know all that part was cool and the world building was good cinematography was pretty a1 music fucking so good some of the mix ups he threw in there so good on this i think it was on when they were riding speeder bikes but he threw a synth sound into it or it was almost electronic but it wasn't too much it was just the right amount it was so fire, dude. So good. They used a part in this episode where they actually used music from the OG movies. Yeah. They took the music and put it in, but I'm I'm trying to remember what it was. I wrote it down somewhere. I remember it that like, too, but I can't think of the part. It was the Tusken Raider music. When Yo. they first go into the canyon and those little dog creatures show up and the actual Tusken Raiders walk up they use the classic Tuscan Raider music. I like that they've got sort of that OG feel, the OT trilogy in there. That was nice. The music, you're right, dude. That guy makes Ludwig, bro. That guy's a fucking genius, straight up. True. And it makes it, the, the music that they use, it makes it feel very Western at parts, too. It feels Star Wars, but then it feels like something different at the same time. It's nice. Oh, my God. Some of the Western elements were a little too much for me, though. When you could literally hear clinking sound when they are walking around, like there were sheriffs and shit, like you could hear the, the spur. You could hear the spur like clinking, but it was actually just their armor. It was like, ching, 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 as they are walking around. It's a little bit too much on the nose for me, but I didn't even notice that. It stuck out to me a lot for some reason. I'm not sure why. But, yeah, that sums it up for me but go ahead Mm, 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 mm. oh yes dude that's what it was like mm, mm, mm. and then some synth shit came in it was like it was they've done that Uh, a bunch already it's the same music no but he added like an element to it is what I'm saying and it just works so well even the intro man the intro scene had that where it led into the intro his normal theme song was like damn good cold open yes All right, my turn I'd say like 80s feels right, low 80s. Because I think, like what we are saying, we're back into Star Wars. It's nice. This is probably, I'd say, this is better than the trilogy, the last trilogy, the story, at least. I'm more into this. Like, I care more about these characters. Baby Yoda's the best thing that Star Wars has probably made in so long that every scene where even when you just show his face, I'm like, damn, love that little guy. Like yes. I want him to. I want him to be good. Every time, any scene when there's any crazy shit happening, I'm looking to make sure that Baby Yoda's eye. Right. Like I look around to see where his little pot is, or if he's up on the big ass hill. The reason why Mando's even up on that big ass big ass hill is because the most important thing to him is that this guy is still alive. True, that's his priority. <laughs> it was funny at the end. I mean, it wasn't funny, but I remember thinking it to him, These guys are getting slaughtered, all these people down on the hill. Specifically, the sand, the Tusken Raiders were getting slaughtered. But yeah. they, do, they do jump in there at the end, both of them. And Mando makes the ultimate sacrifice to try to stop this thing. Like, he just lets himself get eaten. Don't really got to, I guess, Beskar armor is undefeated, you know? Like, gives you force powers or some shit. But, hey, man, blew his way out of there. That was cool. I love the whole aspect ratio switch. Love that part of the episode. Like when the even when, man, even like the the Crate Dragon, like the lore behind it, I really like that. Luke was saying with Obi-Wan, when Obi-Wan, the first time you ever meet Obi-Wan in New Hope, he uses a Crate Dragon call to scare away the sand people. That is cool lore tie-ins. There's so much cool lore tie-ins. Like you can tell that the guys, the people who make this show, they care about Star Wars. Even if it's a little bit of the corniness and the little bit of the safeness of it, that still feels like Star Wars. So that's probably why I give it like an 83. I think the writing can always be better, and it doesn't really do anything to the plot. Okay, so you care so much about Mandalorian armor, you're going to get eaten? I mean, dude, like <laughs> my thing is, all right, bait that boy in. Zip out. You got a jetpack, bro. Turn that into overdrive. Get out of there. Clear. Let that thing get eaten and then light that thing up. Instead getting eaten, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy to me. Would you just willingly get – you trust your armor that much? I guess he did it for the culture. Crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when he makes came me, out – Makes I me think, think mean, he wants to die then. Maybe he does. That'd be deep. That'd be a cool layer they at they add something like that, like a for his character progression he's he's a little bit one note right now, Mandalorian, oh, I think they're adding so much depth to him. You show him now that he tries to work with this Tuscan Raiders, man. We'd never seen them have we've never seen this depth to the Tuscan Raiders, and you show that he connects with cultures like that more than even people because he knows those people have been targeted, you know, they are looked at as outsiders as different and he sees them for as people. So I'd say there's more depth to him, like he was trying to save everyone, you know, that's very heroic and he's trying to do best for this little baby. I'd say we've added some layers yeah. for him from the very beginning of the show where he was just walking he's like, I can bring you in or I can bring you in cold, you know. didn't That's a, a good fuck. point. That was a bad take. I didn't even think about that, how The verse he is, these crazy ass dogs come out when they go into that canyon. He just walks up to him and like starts petting him. Yeah, man. He knows how to speak Tuscan. What, dude? Crazy. (laughs) And droids, he's growing. He's realizing that droids will understand that like droids can be used too. So. Yeah, I'd say overall as a person. And I love all the little lore aspects of the show. Like I love when they do the thing where it's Anakin's pod racer shit that the marshal is driving on, little East eggs, his armor. It was funny, man. The first time you see that dude roll up in the armor, I'm like, that can't be Boba Fett. This guy looks like he fucking just ordered that shit off Amazon and didn't read the reviews or something. <laughs> yeah, that shit didn't fit him that well. I think they did that on purpose, though, to make it look like, oh, this is this fucking... Dork in this armor that he clearly didn't wasn't fitted for him. You got the Mandalorian who just looks badass in his shit. Just some bum ass in Boba Fett armor. I'm agree with you guys though on this on the plot, bro. We need to get this plot going. You've already done so many of these one off stories that, I, dude. Get this plot going. Where are we going? How many times does he need to save a village? <laughs> How many villages is he going to save? Right. Well, this is the third one, right? In eleven episodes. Two. Whoa. Legit village in the green, the grass, the tree place. Yeah. Episode four, season one. And this. And he saved Baby Yoda. I don't know. Is and that two then? The bounty hunter place when the Empire comes, he gets it rid of the Empire. Well then they wipe out all the Mandalorians <laughs> at some point. That's true. But what you're saying is that they've already done this story. It feels like they've done they took a lot of things from the story from the past episodes already have done it. The cool thing was the ending. The ending did feel very big in scale for yeah. a TV show. Yeah. There's there's still the show, man, it's just crazy cuz like the show, the potential of this show is so high, right? If you do the actual story of what you're trying to do. But I think what they're maybe trying to do is draw out the Baby Yoda thing because they're going to have to hand off Baby Yoda at some point. I don't think this story is about Baby Yoda, right? It feels like it's about this guy
1: on this yeah. adventure.
0: So Maybe they're just waiting for COVID to pass because Baby Yoda's their fucking COVID queen. Right. <laughs> right, dude. and That's driving all those Disney subscriptions. Right. Maybe that's it, too, that they... The whole idea was that Baby Yoda two seasons do this arc where he drops him off, but then they didn't realize, they knew Baby Yoda was going to be big, but they didn't realize that Baby Yoda was going to be the Star Wars thing. Yeah. Point. So we'll see, though. Even like in this episode, though, Baby Yoda wasn't the main focus. He was just in the background as a supporting character. Little shots of him every now and then. Love it. Every shot was great with Baby Yoda, but it doesn't, it felt it felt like enough. Damn, that was a good point, though, about, you're always caring for Baby Yoda because every scene he was doing something. I was always looking for Baby Yoda. I was like, Is he taking him with him? Like, is he making sure he's safe? Is he okay? Always, man. I'm always looking for Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. That's what it would be like if you had to take care of that little guy. I love the little Baby Yoda shit too, where he he's getting smart enough that he just presses his button. He's like, Oh man, shit's going down. Yeah, that was nice. I wish they hadn't put that in the trailer. It's an underrated moment because it was in the trailer. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and also, for all the people saying that it could not be Boba Fett, it could be a clone, clones age rapidly. Jango Fett made sure that Boba Fett was genetically altered so that he aged normal. You know what was an underrated scene, too, is when he flipped that knife, like he stabbed that guy, and then he grabbed it and threw it through the other fucking dude in the opening. The opening was good. That was lit. Yeah. That, that was the first part in that opening where I was like, oh, fuck. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he strung strung that guy up. That was a good That was a good cold opening. Episode was solid. I'm down. Let's get on the plot line. I don't know who's directing the next episode. They don't announce that kind of stuff. But I feel like the next one, you got to get the plot going now. Whatever's happening next. Damn, they should just get... I wish they could get Taika to just write and direct the whole thing. Oh, man. I mean, well, they're giving him his own... They are. Well, they're giving him his own story. What if he's doing the Baby Yoda trilogy? Oh my God. No way. But he's older or he's still a baby? All we know about the Yoda species lore is that, okay, so he's 50 and he's still a baby. And 100 years old, Yoda was training Jedi. So within the next 50 years, he's got to make that jump from baby to full-blown Jedi Master. Like... (laughs) And then he's in his peak for, eight hundred years. So, damn, that's a lot of pressure for doing fifty years of just not doing shit. (laughs) The next fifty, you have to be a Jedi Master. But then, bro, you a Jedi Master for a century, dog? Come on, here. (laughs) Bro, think think about yourself. Like your first ten years, you're a fucking stupid little bitch, and then the next ten years, you're twenty. You know, it might be even your first twenty years, you're dumb fuck, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and by the time you're forty, you're fucking smart as shit, wise. Baby Yoda's still a savage, man. We've seen him kill people. True. He knows how to defend himself. He's a baby. How I many babies, you know, could actually defend yourself, be formidable? Zero. Ain't never one existed. I'm yeah, I'm not scared of a single baby. Like yeah, he's already the goat baby. So that's a good point. Gotta give baby that in the next fifty years. That's the answer. <laughs> so when when Djarin's old as hell. Could be his peak. <laughs> How long do Mandalorians live? They're just, they're guys. They're just gays. Well, I don't even know what species he is. Dinjarn? Bro, they showed his face. He's Pedro Pascal. He's a human. <laughs> yeah, but what planet does he come from? Like, are all humans the same in Star Wars? I mean, unless you got Force shit behind you. <laughs> True. I don't even, dude, I don't know. It's Which he big. might. He flew out of a giant dragon's fucking stomach like it was no problem. <laughs> some Jedi shit, straight up. That's some wizardry. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'm glad that Star Wars is back on. It's fun to have a show to talk about again. The visual effects, the fact that they filmed that entire show in one room, amazing. Amazing. That kind of sucks, though. What you mean? They film the entire show in one room. That's why there's no spoilers that ever make it out because everyone's there. There's no on-location shooting, like in a desert or anything like that? I think they might do a little bit of that, but most of those actual... Well, I don't know. I don't know for sure on this episode, but I know in the last season, a lot of it was in this one room, and what they do is the backgrounds are all created, but it's this really cool tech that... It makes you feel immersed because when you're actually filming, it's behind you. It's not like green screen like the prequel films. It's called kind of blubber. Hmm. It's cool though. I feel like the when they make the sand crawlers, those are all made. They actually build those things. That's cool. That's dope. The size that is of it. Really cool. But they don't make it to scale. They? they make one part of it all the way up. Holy fuck. That episode where he's fighting all those the little uh what are they called? Jawas on the thing when they're all shooting at each other and shit. Yeah. They built that up. Yeah, and he was actually scaling it. They were filming him scaling it and shit. That's kind of cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I know in the original trilogy they had banthas or like elephants that were dressed up and shit. Do you know how they did it this time? I didn't even know that they did that. That's facts. That's crazy, man. They got they brought elephants out to the desert. Yeah, and they. I don't know if it was at the desert. It might have been at a set, but they brought them out onto the set wherever it was, and they dressed them up with all like that hair and shit I didn't know that that's cool Uh, yeah like stuff like that too man just where they where they really make it feel Star Wars even the sand speeder shots where they're flying in the desert but they just pan out pan out of them doing it that's so just like a new hope you know when he was on the air speeder yeah and one scene that I did crack up I wrote this down when (laughs) when they put out when they pull the mammoth out and it just goes straight for the Tusken Raider (laughs) (laughs) oh that was funny Dying and laughing I was it felt like something out of a uh, tremors or some shit funny Well as that just shows that that thing's smart too. I'm just fucking with these guys. It doesn't abide by your rules man, you can't feed me. <laughs> right. I don't know what else I got man. This is so nitpicky but when he was just saying C- just keep shooting at it I was like I thought they were going to say something about shooting his eyes. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like why isn't he trying to shoot his eyes? You just just shoot at it like that little bit of dialogue could definitely have been fixed. That would have made the more eyes. sense. Was mm-hmm. shooting at the eyes help, though since it's moves so much based on vibrations. Well then why was he up top spraying everyone? It makes just, more sense oh. to hit an eye than your the rest of his skin which is clearly hard as hell. Yeah just to in inflict pain or Yeah, if you're trying to piss it off, I guess. I don't know what else you're doing up there besides like just trying to get that dope shot of them flying up yeah right <laughs> I was just trying to make sense of it I don't know yeah. <laughs> so it was it was fun like it was a fine Mandalorian episode it was better than they've definitely had worse ones and there's definitely been better Mandalorian episodes and I'm into it I'm gonna watch it at midnight next Thursday night I'll be there yes. so it's got me coming back 100% I'm excited for the next episode mm, I put it eighty two. I put it 80 same with Luke Right there, B minus. Hit us with the switch up, do it. The last thing I'll say is that I did like that they tied in Boba Fett. That's so in the lore that he was gonna survive. It makes a lot of sense that he probably got out of that pit and the Jawas just robbed him like Luke is saying, that they would just rob someone. They probably just stole it from that fucking dude laying out in the desert, rolled by. That's a good point. It's just inconsistent writing there, I guess. Well, maybe they knew him. Maybe, true. Maybe they knew him. That would make sense to me. It seemed like he maybe has worked with Jawas before, the way he was in there, in the cart, like drinking their wine. I don't know, just the way he felt comfortable in there is what I meant. So, no, nothing else on the topic. Hopefully all this shit records properly and our audio sounds good. Otherwise, I'm sorry, y'all, everyone listening. We fucking lost, like, 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. We got this. Did y'all see anything that caught your minds? That I tweeted this week. Cyberpunk got delayed. (laughs) Yeah, but I told you that was going to happen. Bro, you canceled your bet because you're a fucking coward. Did I actually cancel my bet? I canceled my bet. Yes, you did. You have receipts? I don't know if I have receipts, but I remember it vividly. I got audio of me saying, going to get canceled. God damn it. (laughs) But you didn't record the backtrack, of course. Shout out our podcast listeners. Make sure you leave a review. Or a rating? At least give us a rating. We're trying to get to 500. We're so close. Let's get there. 500 ratings on Apple. Straight up. Yeah. What if you do, you do that, at? like, I'll I'll love you. I'll love you, and you get a shout out. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two for one special, baby. What else we got? Shout out Julian. Shout out Luke. Shout out Ross. Shout, shout out Zach. And White Claw tonight, sponsored unofficially. <laughs> unofficial sure. <laughs> shout out showers shout out my bed fuck that shout out Kirkland seltzers Kirkland seltzers you got those right now I have one you're I just, just talking shit <laughs> you just throwing out brands you drinking yeah it? I was I throwing it's out gone brands, shout out shout out truly shout, shout out Bud, Bud Light seltzers. Bud Light seltzers not bad either alright that's it y'all we good <laughs> mm-hmm. Be back next week mando pods every week Season two, episode two, coming next, I don't know, next Monday after this. Later, y'all. Yeah. See ya.